This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of christylittlejones.com. And you are listening to the best of the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Over the course of 12 weeks, I am sharing the top 12 most listened to episodes in all of Wife Wisdom history. And this week at number one is prioritizing self-care without feeling guilty. In today's episode, I'm talking about giving yourself permission to prioritize self-care without feeling guilty. As a woman, wife, mother, sister, friend, CEO, daughter, manager, entrepreneur, the list often feels endless. To sustain your purpose in all that you do, self-care must become your priority. Living in the margins isn't sustainable. And although our capacity as women to manage a lot is in our DNA, if we don't take care of our mind, body, and spirit, everything can easily unravel at the seams. So listen to today's podcast as a reminder to give yourself permission to choose you first, to prioritize the self-care you need and deserve without feeling guilty. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. I am really excited about today's topic because I'm talking about self care. The self care without guilt. Because we as women, as wives, as mothers, as sister friends, as CEOs, as just coworkers and daughters and siblings, there's so many things that we feel responsible for and the magnitude and the weight and the capacity that we even God created us to carry or designed us to manage it's a lot. It's a lot. And so today I really want to talk to you about giving yourself permission to take care of you without feeling guilty. Now, this may be just a review or a refresher for many of you, because the things that I'm talking about, many of you will already know that, yeah, duh, we should do these things to take care of ourselves. But it's really the permission piece. It's the not feeling guilty piece that I really want to usher in some breakthrough in your life around because if not, I have known several women in my life, even really close women in my life who have had seizures, who have had many strokes, 
because of the capacity of what they were carrying without really knowing how to manage it or give themselves permission to say no. And it really is a practice. It constantly is, we're constantly having to give ourselves permission over and over and over again, not apologize for making ourselves first or taking care of ourselves first. Because if we're not here, because we've had a seizure or a stroke or something even worse, then it really doesn't matter, right? It really doesn't matter. So I have 10 quick tips for, for just things that you, just to remind you to make a priority in your life. Because most women, especially when, if you are a single woman and you're the manager of your own life, or you're a married woman and you're the manager of you and your husband, or you're a mom manager, which you're a wife, a mom, and you're managing not only your husband and your children, or if you're a single mom, it's you and your children. There's so many different scenarios. But regardless of whatever situation that you are in, you are the glue. You are the foundation of how kind of your family operates in, mo- in most situations, okay? And so the first thing to do in order to give yourself self-care or really just to make it a routine, make it a priority in your life is one, you have to make the decision that you are going to make yourself a priority and before it's too late. Again, I shared a couple of of examples of close friends of mine that have gone through real medical situations and circumstances that are caused by, usually caused by stress or caused by just the magnitude and the capacity of what they were carrying as women. And so we don't want to wait until it's too late. We don't want to have the conversation where the doctor says, you have to or else right? We don't ever want to get to that space or that situation or have that that circumstance in our lives. So in order to prevent, I'm very preventative in nature. So in order to prevent scenarios like that, we've got to make the decision to make ourselves a priority. And the first thing that I think so many of us forget is critical. It's so so much it's part of the foundation of just overall quality of life. And that is making sleep a part of your routine, making enough sleep, I should say, a part of your daily routine. Now, this is something that I've really wanted to focus on the last few years because uh, there was a season in my life where I was getting about four hours of sleep, four and a half hours of sleep. I know. And thinking that I could function properly as a wife, as a mom, as a CEO, and it, I just couldn't. I was tired all the time. And so I got this sleep app and I really just started setting my alarm, getting ready, you know, get 30 minutes, get ready for bed, you know, really trying to hold myself accountable to getting more sleep. And I cannot begin to tell you the huge difference that I experience in my day and the quality of my day when I get eight hours of sleep versus four or five. And I know that's very obvious, but 
it, I want you to just experiment, experiment with how your body feels, experiment with how your, how clear your mind is, experiment with how you don't get tired in the middle of the afternoon where you feel like you have narcolepsy because you're so exhausted. You think it's something else, but it's really because your body has not had enough sleep. And I just recently had a birthday and you know, as I get older, I realize that sleep is even more important because I know staying up 24 hours to cram for an exam in college, the the response that my body gave is very different than 20 years later at 49 years old, where I, if I don't go to sleep for 24 hours, <laughs> I'm like a walking danger. I'm walking into walls. I'm stumbling when I'm walking. Like I really... It is such a big difference. So as you get older, it's really important for you to make sure that sleep is a priority, that you do not allow a lot of the distractions. You you go through the, the common, I guess, knowledge of making sure your room is a comfortable temperature, that you have your curtains are dark, that you don't leave the TV on all night long, that you are not have your your phone underneath your pillow and the notifications waking you up all day long that you get in a routine for going to sleep so that it's something that your body naturally after a while will be able to do for you and you know oh my body's tired time to go to bed and then when you're tired go to bed don't try to fight it and stay awake but go to sleep listen to your body that's really important number 2 is exercising daily now Oftentimes, I remember I'm a big exerciser. I have a master's degree in health promotion management. I've been a health educator for over 20 years and health coach. And so it's really important. Exercise, you know, we think is sometimes like reading the Bible. We think that it has to look a certain way for it to be effective, that we have to it, we have to go to a gym. We've got to work out for an hour or an hour and a half. You've got to do an hour of cardio and an hour of, of, of strength training. Like all of these different formulas that we are putting in our mind or making it more difficult to get exercise in. We live very busy lives, especially as women. We're doing a lot. We're managing a lot. And oftentimes exercise is one of the things that goes kind of to the wayside. It falls by the wayside because we don't have an extra hour because we don't have any time for ourselves because we're living in the margins, right? And so it's even if it's there are times where I just feel blah. If I'm in the in the afternoon, if I'm tired or I'm feeling sluggish or I just am feeling like I don't want to be bothered. The first thing I do is put on my sneakers and I take a walk outside. If it's not raining or super hot or even super really cold, right? I'm walking literally 15, 30 minutes, 15 minutes to 30 minutes. It can makes a immediate difference in my mood. And it also is great for your heart. It's great for your body. And you know, those endorphins that kick in after about 15, 20 minutes, nothing better than that. So take the time when meaning choose you choose you when you your kids are getting on your nerves because they're asking you mommy 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 hey mom hey mom hey mom mom." Ah, right (laughs) in that moment hey guys I'll be right back or your husband or your or your business or whatever it is is pulling on you and you just don't have enough to give to it in that moment choose you take a walk 15 to 30 minutes and it really makes a huge difference. So exercise doesn't have to be at the gym. It doesn't have to be at a group 
exercise class. It literally can be a walk several around the parking lot of your office or the around a couple blocks around you know where you're living of course if it's safe so those are the things that are important to slip into your day because you know that you're you're making a decision to choose you in that moment and i think that's another reason that self-care is so important is because it's in the moment if you can really become self-aware and and make the decision to choose you in the moment. What is it that you need right now that serves you? What do you need right now that is going to help you become the the best version of yourself right in this moment? Not next week, not next year, right now. And if we can learn to just be in the moment, we are, we stop, we actually turn off the autopilot of our lives. And we are in the moment, okay, my child needs me. Um, Let me put down this book or close the laptop or whatever it is, or stop watching TV or put down my phone and give them the attention that I know that they need right now. And in that moment, for five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, or whatever it is, I'm going to focus on my child or focus on my spouse, my husband, or focus or, or wife, or focus if I have some male listeners as well. And I appreciate all of you guys. So um, if it is whatever you need to give yourself or give to the moment that is requiring your attention right now, make the decision to be present, to be focused. And that is huge. The other thing, number three, eat healthy foods. Eat foods for your body that are going to help fuel your body, not take away from your body. Now, I'm I'm sure we've all experienced when we're, when we eat healthy foods, you feel good, you feel light, you don't feel bloated and heavy, right? But I want you to think about those times when you have a road trip. You have a road trip for, you know, several hours, four plus hours, and you stop and you get uh, French toast sticks from from Burger King, or you are, um, you know, then you get a sandwich from, you know, one of your favorite fast food restaurants, and then you've got snacks and candy to help keep you awake while you're driving, all of these different things. And then at the end of the day, you feel terrible. You feel like blah, like your body feels just bloated. You just, you know, you're tired and sluggish and lethargic. And you're just like, oh, I just feel like I need to cleanse everything out, right? So that is because you're not fueling your body healthy foods to really function properly. So it's important for if you don't know what healthy foods are what your body should be eating, there are a ton of resources that can help you figure out what kind of foods you should be eating, how many times you should be eating a day. And it really is depending on your your lifestyle and your age and the activity level. It's anywhere from three to sometimes five or more, depending on your you know activity, uh, three to five meals, small meals a day. Portion sizes are important. And so eating one big meal a day is not as healthy for you as it is to eat three to five smaller meals throughout the day. Because what happens is it keeps your blood sugar level constant, which helps prevent 
the sugar cravings and the blood sugar drop later in the afternoon where you feel so tired, you can barely stay awake. So now you want to get something to increase your blood sugar level, but it's usually something really unhealthy. And then you got this yo-yo up and down with your blood sugar, whereas your blood sugar level, ideally, you want to keep it constant. So smaller meals every two to three hours is really important. So exercise Um, So number one, making sleep part of your routine. Number two, exercising daily. And that is getting exercise in. It doesn't need to be at the gym if you don't have this time or space for that. Number three, eat healthy foods. Number four, this is a big one that I'm still learning. (laughs) And that is practice balance. Anybody who knows you, I mean, anybody who knows me will say, Christy, you are not balanced, especially my husband. (laughs) You do way too much. And he is probably right. And I'm learning and I'm getting better. And balance is important. You cannot work, 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 work all day, every day for for years on end and never take a break, work, you know, never have a day during the week where you just sit and relax and put your feet up. You, it's just not sustainable. And so balance is something that we as women have to practice and we have to practice over and over and over again, because again, if we're not giving ourselves permission to take care of ourselves, then we are going to live and operate out of balance, right? And so it's important to one, recognize where you are. Are you living in balance or are you living in the margins? And there's certain seasons in our lives where we may be living in the margins. But again, if it's a season, then okay, it's going to end, right? Especially if for people who are moving or they're getting married or their child is going to college or to into high school or whatever it is, or going to preschool for the first time. And there's a season where your routine is thrown out of whack a little bit because ideally we want to keep and maintain our routine as consistent as possible for as long as possible. But then there are little tweaks here and there that we're going to have to make because life happens and we're just going to have to learn how to adjust, right? And so practicing balance is something that I believe is, again, practice makes permanent. So practice does not make perfect because perfection doesn't exist except for in Jesus, right? So if we're always looking for perfection, we're always going to fall short of the mark because it just doesn't exist. There's, I don't know anybody on the face of this earth that is perfect. Nobody. And so if we're striving for something that doesn't exist, then we're always going to feel defeated. We're always going to feel deflated. We're always going to be discouraged as opposed to realizing what's the best Where's my best today? What is my best today? What is my best tomorrow? And literally thriving in that space. Number five, just say no. Protect your time. Whew, this is a big one because again, we carry so much as women. And uh, one of the things that we need to do that is so important is learning to say no. Now, this is difficult for my people pleasers high five to my people pleasers, (laughs) because I'm still I'm recovering. I'm so way, way, way. So if that's a word, way so no, I don't think so. I'm so recover. I'm recovering. But I've come a long way. 
I've come a long, long way. I used to be one of those people pleasers that would morph into who I thought the person I was talking to in the moment needed me to be. And it was exhausting. And about um, almost about 20 years ago was when I had my aha moment where I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm going to have to be learn how to be me because I can't I can't be anybody else. And so when I gave myself permission to do that, it, it shocked a lot of people because they're like, who are you? Who are you? Who you? Who are you? Right. But it was that's part of this decision making process of giving yourself permission to take care of you is you have to stop people pleasing. You have to stop pleasing other people and really learn to identify how to serve you, what it is. And it's not out of a selfish, self-centered, prideful space. It's really more out of a caring, loving, nurturing space. How can I love and nurture and give myself, my mind, my body, my spirit, what it needs in order to become the best version of myself? And so there was a, I was somewhere the other day and I just needed some space, right? I was around a whole bunch of people and I just couldn't be in that room anymore. It was really weird. And so I just went into my car and I I ate lunch by myself. I ate lunch by myself. I just regrouped, listened to some music, music. I read a couple of chapters in the book that I'm reading and just sat in silence. And it was what my body needed in that moment. Instead of, you know, back in the day when I was heavy, heavily into my people pleasing mode, um, I would have pushed through because I didn't want anybody else to feel uncomfortable or I didn't want anyone to feel bad or I didn't want them to think that I didn't enjoy their company, you know, all of these different things. And but then I would have totally discounted what I needed to become the best version of myself in that moment. And so I just excuse myself, I'll be back and and literally re- rejuvenated and refreshed myself in that hour and came back and I was a new person, great, let's go, ready to go. And that is that practice, that skill that, um, I guess that skill that you have to learn to give yourself permission, practice balance, let go of the people pleasing, all of those things combined in one are really going to help you to protect your time and just say no. As a coach, whether it's um, health coach through, um, through my health education bucket, I should say, or if it's um, training the team for a company that I'm a part of, if it's uh, my one-on-one coaching for couples or women, I pour out a lot. And that's one of the things that I really want to mention is that most women are pourers. We pour out into other people's lives constantly, constantly pouring, 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 pouring. But then who's pouring into us? What is pouring into us? And oftentimes we're women are pouring out to others and they're already depleted. So this now we're moving into exhaustion and burnout and just and then we go into that whole realm of medical crisis because we're continuing to pour out of a cup that is already depleted. And so just saying no, protecting your time and your space 
is critical because one of the things that I have learned is that if you don't protect your space, trust me, nobody else will. No one else will be even care about you and your time and your space if you don't protect it yourself and don't really set boundaries because they're thinking about them. They're thinking about, oh, well, I have this situation. Can you help me? Can you help me? Because that's just kind of human nature. But you've got to set those boundaries. You've got to say no. You've got to protect your time. And so number five is setting boundaries, just saying no, protecting your time, all one and the same. Okay. Number six, this is a big one. Take a self-care vacation or what I like to call a selfie vacation. Huge, huge, huge. Now, a lot of people do not like traveling alone and I get that and you don't have to, but there's some people who do, who love just a respite, just to get away from the, from the world for 24 hours or a week or a few days or whatever it is. And it's so rejuvenating, so refreshing. And you know what? If you can't really learn to love being with yourself by yourself, I want you to think about that. If you have a hard time being with yourself, by yourself, spending time with yourself, what does that, what is that communicating? Right? Do you think other people want to be around you? Do you think other people like being around you if you don't like being around you? And so we live in a society where we're constantly bombarded with notifications and pings and noise and sound and it's just too much. And so what happened is we've become numb to all of the distractions in life and our society. And so we end up learning how to function with all of the noise. But what it does is it makes it really uncomfortable when there is no noise, when there is silence, but it's in the silence. It's in that space that really God is going to rejuvenate you. He's going to refresh you. And so it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning. And so I want to encourage you if it's, if you've never really, if you have a hard time going to eat out by yourself or going to the movies by yourself, try small things first, right? Go to a movie by yourself and see what happens. See what comes up for you. See how you feel. Go to dinner, like take yourself out to eat and eat by yourself. And are you embarrassed? Are you worried about what other people are thinking about you while you're enjoying your meal? Those are the things that I want you to really think about because if you are not comfortable spending time with you, with you by yourself, then there's, there's another conversation that we need to be having because if you can't really refresh or rejuvenate if you need to be talking to someone or have someone in your space all the time 24 7 right except for when you're sleeping right (laughs) and so that is number six take a vacation and then the other thing is after you go to a movie or go to dinner by yourself then take go out rent go have a staycation right go to a hotel for one night or two nights somewhere local where you're not a whole bunch of you know you don't have to worry about the area of where you are and safety and all of this but make sure that you just try it try it go rent go to a hotel really nice hotel one night and see how you feel okay the other um number seven This is great for a lot of people who love pets. My sister is a huge pet lover and 
this her her dog um, Grace is has really helped her in her own self care. So one, it just gives her purpose, right? There's purpose in take, taking care of an animal, and she brings Kira such joy. Also, it gets her out of the house to walk the dog, right? And taking care of someone also, and they give back and she's happy to see her. It just a pet is something that can really help just with your own self care. And especially as even if if it's if we're taking care of elderly, uh, have er, elderly parents, and if they need a dog, that's going to help just bring grounding ground them in their soul and their spirit and it's just it's a great way especially if your lifestyle your lifestyle has to support a pet for sure and if you're traveling a lot and moving around a lot it can be very expensive and then the dog is feeling lonely and so your lifestyle needs to support a pet but it's a great way to really add to your own self-care number eight get organized when your life's cluttered with things and your space is cluttered, it's just harder to make decisions. It's harder to think clearly and stay focused. And so organize your space. If you have the resources and you can hire somebody to help you, then hire somebody. It's worth it. Because when you have an organized space or an organized desk or organized living quarters, it just makes a difference. It's one of those things kind of like, when you take a selfie vacation, start small, you know, start with your one area, your kitchen or your desk at work. Is it neat? Is it do you do you need everything on your desk, right? Making sure that it's not cluttered, but that it's organized. This definitely helps in your own self care, and the way you kind of see the world. The other number nine is get regular checkups. I am in the health education industry or the healthcare industry. And I can't begin to tell you how many people neglect getting regular checkups. And it's not until they have a really bad episode where they realize, oh my gosh, I have high blood pressure or I'm pre-diabetic or um, I, you know, I'm dealing with chronic stress because I've been stressed for the last two years. Chronic stress is when you have been dealing with a, a stress related circumstance for a long period of time. So like financial like a financial woes, right? So you've been stressed financially for a very long period of time and it's stressed you so much where you lost your house or you've had to move or you your car was repossessed and it's something that you haven't been able to get out of. That is now chronic stress and now we're dealing with other medical issues. So regular checkups are really important. Do you need to speak to someone because of what you're going through? You're going through a divorce or you are, you know, you're, you just lost a loved one. There are behavioral health doctors that can help you. And I'm not talking about always going to get medication. That's not always the answer. There's sometimes you just need to talk to someone, whether it's a, a coach, a, like a life coach or a therapist or counselor, a behavioral health therapist. Like there are a lot of people out there who are who are available to help you through your situation and circumstance. So get regular checkups. Make sure you, if I usually schedule my annual kind of physical around my birthday. And so that's just a reminder every year, 
okay, do your checkup, check all your vital signs and just making sure that you're preventative. You don't, when you lose your health, it's too late. It's too late. So you've been given kind of just an an understanding or an awareness that usually women are good with this. Men are a little bit, um, (laughs) a little bit more stubborn around this, this topic where they kind of wait till they're oh yeah, it's fine. Let me just tape it up. No, it's bleeding and it looks like it's going to fall off. Like why do we wait to, why does it have to be that bad before you guys go to the doctors, right? No, we're like, wait a minute, something's moving. Something doesn't feel right over here and we're at the doctors right away. So most of my ladies are really good with this, but just as a reminder, get regular checkups, your mammograms, your, you know, everything that you need at every stage of your season of your life. Um, Make sure to do that. And um, number 10, pamper yourself as needed. Now, I don't want to, I'm not saying to pamper yourself and go into debt, but you know, if you know that you have been busting it out, you've, you've been working really hard at work, or you're just launched a new program in your business, or you just got five, 10 new clients, or you just did a, a conference um, that was a huge success, or you or your, um, you know, you just moved your family, or your kids just graduated from college, whatever it is, or you know what, I just need to take care of myself today, because I've just had a hard week, right? Whatever it is, give yourself permission. If you want to go and get a manicure or a pedicure or a massage, or um, you just want to buy some new sneakers to so that you can, you know, for take on your walks, or go to the gym, whatever it is, pamper yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it. You know, you work hard to be the best version of yourself. You work hard to be the best woman, the best wife, the best mom, the best friend, the best CEO. You really work hard and you deserve it. If it was anyone else, you would tell them to go pamper themselves. If it was your best friend and as hard as she works, you'd be like, girl, you need to take care of yourself. Why, why don't we go on a selfie vacation? Why don't we go to, you know, let's go celebrate over drinks or let's go celebrate over um, dessert or just let's go get some manicures, pedicures or massages, whatever it is, pamper yourself. Because again, you teach people how to treat you the way you treat you. Mm, yeah, you teach people how to treat you the way you treat you which is so good. So those are my 10 tips to really taking care of yourself, better taking care of yourself as a really quick reminder, because again, these are all things that we know, but we might've forgotten. Mm, Yeah, I need to remember to make this a priority, make me a priority. Because again, if you're not 100%, if you're not healthy and strong and the best version of yourself, guess what? Everybody that we whose lives we touch, everyone's lives who are depending on us, their lives are affected because we have not made the decision to take care of us. We have not made the decision to take care of us without feeling guilty. The guilt is a straight up trick of the enemy. When you feel guilty for exercising, you feel guilty for 
eating healthy. You feel guilty for sleeping that extra hour. You feel guilty for saying no and protecting your time. You feel guilty for taking a day to yourself and going to stay, um, going to a staycation, or you feel guilty for organizing your desk space or guilty going to the doctor or pampering yourself. It's does it's craziness, right? We've got to be the best version of ourselves for us to really even align with who God has created us to be. And in that time of creating balance, we've got to really learn to feed our spirit. We've got to refill our cup. And the only way to refill our cup is by understanding this really going to the source and who God has created us to be and how he's created us to be and just refilling our spirit, refilling, refilling our soul with the truth, the truth of who we are, the truth of who he's created us to be, the truth of how we are designed and created to function. And, but we, in order to refill our cup, we need that space. We need that break that time away from doing, 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 pouring, 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 pouring. We need that time. And it doesn't, we don't need a lot of time, but you just need some time and some need more than others. You may could be able to get it in 30 minutes, uh, taking a walk around the block um, several times. You may be able to get rejuvenated by taking a power nap for 30 minutes in the afternoon. You may be able to get it by having a staycation for a day or two at a hotel downtown, right? So practice all of these different ideas and tips and techniques and see what works, see what sticks, see what rejuvenates quickly. And remember that, remember, put that in your little woman tool bag, right? Your wife, mom, woman tool bag, hmm, I need to go walk right now because I'm about to yell at somebody, right? So these are all things that I have learned along the way that I've seen practiced in the lives of the many women that are in my life for whatever reason. And they work, they work. So this is just a reminder to take care of you. August is self-care month for me where I'm really focused on realigning repurposing, just rejuvenating, restoring my mind, body and spirit so that I can truly just realign with where God is taking me and what he is calling me to do as we start a new year in my family because I still have kids in school. We have I have three teenagers and our our year starts in September, right? Our year is September to usually June. And so um, I pray that this was a blessing to you, that it was just a, a quick reminder of how important you are, how special you are, how deserving you are to choose you, to make you a priority, to love on you. Because you teach other people how to love on you when they see how you love on you. So that's all I had for you today. I love you. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, and made you feel 
like you were not alone. So thank you for joining me. If we are not connected on social media, please come on over and say hello. DM me on Instagram at wife.wisdom. I'm always looking to give you the best content that supports you and serves you. So please send me your ideas for topics for podcasts, as well as let me know how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you or how it has supported you and brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of these testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. Lastly, would you please do me a huge favor and rate and review my podcast if you have not already. It really helps the podcast to be seen and found on all of the platforms. So in order to rate and review, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, please go down, scroll down to the very first episode. It will say, write a review. So you click on the number of stars and you write your review right there. Unfortunately, if you have an Android, there isn't an easy way for you to rate and review the podcast at this time, but I would still love, love, love to hear from you over on Instagram. Rating and reviewing helps get the word out about the podcast to other women who are also looking for wife wisdom. So please continue to share with your family, your friends, and of course, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next time. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.